I am Grandpa, and I love you. I'm Grandma, and I love you too. Welcome to our podcast, Grandpa and Grandma Bedtime Stories. We share some stories that will make you laugh. We share stories that might make you cry. And we share stories that will give you courage to choose the right. And these bedtime stories will help you to dream sweet dreams. So get on your pajamas and say your prayers. Turn out the light and hear our story tonight. Good evening. This is Grandpa Edward Jeffrey Hill. You will remember from our story last week that our Heavenly Parents have given each one of us one or more individual gifts. I am talking about the gifts or talents that our Heavenly Parents have given to each of us. We talked about how Grandma Tamara Snell Mulford Hill blesses herself, her family, and others with her culinary gift. She makes food that tastes good, looks good, and is good for you. We talked about how I have the gift for numeracy and use that gift in positive ways. Finally, we talked about how Grandma Juanita Rayhill used her gift for loving babies with her nine children, several grandchildren, and others. We all claimed joy when we used our gifts to bless ourselves, our families, and others. I can promise you that when you use your gifts, to bless yourself, your family, and others, you will feel happy. Or as I often say, you will claim joy. Now on to our story. As you listen to this story, remember that though most of the story is true, there may be parts that do not align completely with objective reality. On July 29, 2023, Grandma Tamara Snell Mulford Hill and I, Edward Jeffrey Hill, we're on a cruise to the British Isles on the vessel called the Norwegian Dawn. We woke up excited to be able to go on an excursion to Korkholm, not Corncob, but a place called Korkholm. But we were hungry, so we went to breakfast on the cruise ship before going on the excursion. On a cruise ship, you can get anything you want to eat, and you can have as much as you want. Can you guess what I ate for breakfast? Well, I'll tell you, I had 10 bowls of green jello. No, just kidding. That's what Booker would have eaten. This is what I had. Three eggs over easy, five pieces of bacon, two pieces of toast with butter, a bowl of fruit, two eggs Benedict, and some hash browns. I love eggs. They are the perfect source of protein. Guess what Grandma had for breakfast? She had one banana and peanut butter. Just kidding. No, I am just kidding about just kidding. She really did just have a banana and peanut butter. But we shouldn't make fun of her. On vacation, you should be able to do whatever you want. And she just loves bananas with peanut butter for some reason. And though there was a huge buffet, all she wanted was a banana with peanut butter. Good for her. After our breakfast, one delicious breakfast and one boring breakfast... Oops, I forgot. I shouldn't make fun of what Grandma eats for breakfast. Let me say that again. After our delicious breakfasts, we got with our group to head out of the cruise ship for our adventure. Our group were people who arranged this tour through Bountiful Travel. We really liked these people, and it was fun to be with them most of the day every day. We made really good friends. On this day, we were excited because we were going to Blarney Castle. 
We were excited because it was said that if we kissed the Blarney Stone at the top of Blarney Castle, we would be given the gift of eloquence. Do you know what eloquence means? You're right. It means fluent or persuasive in speaking or writing. That sounded like a great gift, and I wanted it. After an hour bus ride, we pulled into a parking lot that was almost totally full of cars and buses. Apparently, there were lots of people wanting to go to Blarney Castle. The bus driver said we were free to explore, but to be back to the bus in two hours and not a minute later. Blarney Castle rose majestically in the distance. It is very old and partially demolished. It was built in its present form in 1446, before Columbus discovered America. Can you tell me how old it is? Well, I have the gift of numeracy, so I can do this math in my head and tell you that in this year, 2023, the castle is 677 years old. Blarney Castle looks so stately, with both blue sky and dark clouds threatening rain in the background. Everything around it was green and alive. It gave me tingles, and I was excited to kiss the Blarney Stone and receive the gift of eloquence. Grandma and I walked the half mile to the base of the castle in about ten minutes. We were disappointed when we saw a very long line of people waiting to climb the castle and kiss the Blarney Stone. When we got in line, at the end, a little ways in front of us was a sign that said, 45 minutes from here to the Blarney Stone. Both Grandma and I hate to wait in lines. I asked Grandma, do you want to wait in line that long? And she replied, of course not, but we must do it. We didn't come all the way to Ireland to not kiss the Blarney Stone, and we want the gift of eloquence. So we waited and waited as the line slowly moved forward. After about 20 minutes, we entered the castle and found that we had to climb a very long, winding stone staircase to the top of the castle. At first it was okay, but as we ascended the stairs, the staircase got more narrow and more narrow. Near the top, I could barely fit with my backpack on. I looked around and there were so many people in front of me and so many people behind me and it was so narrow and there was no place to go. I started to feel claustrophobic. Do you know what claustrophobic means? Most of you do and all of you have probably felt the way I felt at that time, one time or another. Claustrophobic is when you start having a panicky feeling like there isn't enough space. Everything seems to be pressing in on you. It isn't a pleasant feeling. And then I saw something that made me feel even more panicky and claustrophobic. There, about four people below me, on that narrow, windy staircase, was a very rotund, bald man with an ugly mustache. Oh, no. What was he doing here? but I didn't worry about it. What could he possibly do with so many people around? After what seemed like an eternity, we finally got to the roof of the castle. I loved feeling the sunshine again 
and the wind from up there. It seemed like I could see forever, and it was beautiful to behold how green everything was. Do you know why everything was green? You guessed it. It's because it rains so much in Ireland. In fact, I could see dark rain clouds coming in from the west. Because it rains so much, a popular nickname for Ireland is the Emerald Isle, which refers to the country's lush green landscapes. We observed as those in front of us kissed the Blarney Stone. The whole process was fast, but it looked pretty scary. To get the gift of eloquence, you had to kiss the Blarney Stone from underneath it. So you had to lay on your back, get under the stone, and lean over the edge with nothing but 200 feet of air between you and the ground. I was worried about falling. I'm afraid of heights. And so I wondered how long it would take to reach the ground and how fast I would be going if I fell. I used my handy freefall formula, S is equal to one-half GT squared. You will remember I have the gift of numeracy. And I quickly found out that assuming Earth's gravitational constant is 32.17 feet per second squared, it would take just 3.51 seconds to fall to the ground at a terminal speed of 77 miles per hour. If that happened, it would not only hurt, but it would likely be fatal. And if someone fell that far, they would be flat as a pancake when they hit the ground. I was worried. But soon it was our turn to kiss the Blarney Stone and to receive the gift of eloquence. Grandma went first. I was glad about that. She was so excited and more than a little scared. Grandma lay down on her back, leaned out over the edge with nothing but 200 feet of air below her, and she kissed the Blarney Stone. She was so excited to have the gift of eloquence. I was so proud of her and realized now it would be my turn. And boy, was I scared. But then something unexpected and terrible happened. To my horror, as the bald, rotund man with the ugly mustache broke out of line, he ran towards her. As Grandma was pulling herself back from the Blarney Stone, he lunged forward and tried to push her off the edge. Oh, no! I remembered that according to my calculations, she could fall the 200 feet in 3.51 seconds at 77 miles per hour. If that happened, Grandma Tamarastel Mulford Hill would be flat as a pancake. I like pancakes, but I wouldn't like Grandma flat as a pancake. As the bald, rotund man with the ugly mustache pushed her toward the abyss, Grandma screamed at the top of her lungs. But because she had just received the gift of eloquence, she did not scream, Help! As you might expect. Instead, she screamed, Socorro! Which is the Latin-derived, passionate, archaic form of the word help. Everyone around wondered, What does socorro mean? I didn't wonder. I knew what Grandma was screaming, and just before the rotund man with the ugly mustache succeeded in pushing her over the edge, I grabbed her feet and held on with all of my strength. I wanted to save her with every quark in my body, 
but by the time I grabbed her feet, she was so far over the edge that she fell, and I held on so tight that she pulled me over the edge with her. Oh, no. In about three and a half seconds, we would both be flat as a pancake and probably not breathing very well. As my life passed before me, I remembered the whistle in my pocket. There was hope. I could call Bigfoot. But there were lots of other things in my pocket, and I couldn't get the whistle out fast enough to call for our friend Bigfoot. And Grandma, in all the excitement, had forgot to rub her ring. We were doomed. Then something amazing happened. Even though I couldn't get out my whistle, and Grandma didn't rub her ring, I heard a loud boom, boom, boom noise. And just before we hit the ground, something grabbed us out of the air. In my mind, I thought, Bigfoot came. Bigfoot came anyway. Bigfoot must be able to read our thoughts. And so in my mind, I was very grateful that Bigfoot had saved us once again. But when I looked up to see who had saved us, I saw that it was clearly not Bigfoot. Can you guess who it was? Oh, no. It was the infamous pizza pirate pilot flying his hypersonic dual-purpose submarine. He had indeed saved us from hitting the ground by extending a net below us. But now we were his prisoners in that net. As we paused just above the ground, we saw the rotund bald man with the ugly mustache jump over the edge. And in 3.51 seconds, with the grace of an albatross... He landed beside us in the net in the Pizza Pilot's ultrasonic dual-purpose flying submarine. The rotund bald man with the ugly mustache, along with the Pizza Pirate Pilot, shoved our net and us into a tiny room in the submarine with glass all around it. The bald man with the ugly mustache spoke to the Pizza Pirate Pilot. I got them both, boss. Now we have them as slaves for the rest of our lives. They both smiled and chuckled their evil chuckles. Grandma and I were not too worried. She had her ring, and I had my whistle. In just a few moments, Bigfoot would be there to rescue us. We both laughed at our captors. We untangled ourselves from the net, and then Grandma, with a smile, rubbed her ring. We waited. Nothing happened. I fumbled in my pocket, and after feeling around with the change and handkerchief and receipts and a couple of magnets, I pulled out my whistle. I blew it with all my might. It was so loud. Bigfoot could surely hear it. We waited, but there was no boom, boom, boom. No Bigfoot. What was wrong? The pizza pirate pilot and the rotund bald man with the ugly mustache were smiling their evil smiles as they gloated at us. We could see them through the glass in our little room. We heard the voice of the rotund man with the ugly mustache through a speaker in our glass prison. He shouted, We have you now. We are going to take you to our underwater city to be our slaves and to punish you for always stopping our fun. And we have developed an antisonic theta brainwave decimator in the force field, which is attuned to Bigfoot's whistle and ring frequency, so that no matter how loud you blow your whistles, no matter how hard you rub your rings, 
Bigfoot will not be able to hear you. You are ours. Oh, no. We were stuck. Because of Bigfoot, we always had hope. Now it felt like we were helpless and hopeless. We got very sad. Grandma started to cry. The pizza pirate pilot shouted, Stop that crying! I can't stand crying! And then Grandma stopped crying because she had an inspired idea. She said to me, You know that even though our special signals to Bigfoot are jammed for now, there is someone with a capital S who can always hear us. We always have hope. So Grandma and I prayed for a little inspiration to get us out of this fix. After our prayer, Grandma had an idea. I didn't know what her idea was. She told me, Jeff, just get ready with your whistle. Then Grandma Tamara Snell Mulford Hill started crying again. She wasn't really crying, but she was pretending to cry. Grandma is a really good actress. The pizza pirate pilot shouted, Stop that! I can't stand crying! Grandma smiled a little bit and then pretended to cry even harder. Again, the pizza pirate pilot shouted, Stop that! I can't stand crying! Then Grandma pretended to be crying so hard that she started to pretend to choke, and then she really threw up all over the place. She really did. It was so gross. Both the pizza pirate pilot and the rotund bald man with the ugly mustache started gagging. Does that ever happen to you when someone around you starts throwing up? Well, it did to them. The pizza pilot pirate got so angry, he shouted, Slave, I will teach you never to do that again. He put the ultrasonic flying submarine on autopilot switched off the force field, and ran at us into our compartment. As he was grabbing Grandma, can you guess what I did? You are right. I blew my whistle with all my might. Just as the pizza pilot pirate was about to smack Grandma, in less than 3.51 seconds, we heard the familiar boom, boom, boom. And this time it was Bigfoot. When Bigfoot saw it was the pizza pirate pilot and the bald rotund man with the ugly mustache, he was livid. Do you know what livid means? You guessed it. Livid means furiously angry. Well, Bigfoot was livid. He grabbed the pizza pilot pirate in one hand, and he grabbed the rotund bald man with the ugly mustache in the other hand. He told us to get out of the force field area. We jumped out, and he threw those two evil men inside that tiny room and turned on the force field on them. Now they were our prisoners. He looked at us with care and asked, Are you okay? Grandma responded, We are okay. Thank you for coming. Bigfoot then spoke to our adversaries in the tiny room secured with the force field and declared, I have a present for you. I'm going to send you two and your hypersonic dual-purpose submarine on a lifelong vacation about 800 million miles from here to Enceladus, which is Saturn's sixth largest moon. 
The good news for you is that there's lots of water there for your submarine. The bad news is that there are no Costco's or even grocery stores on Enceladus. In fact, you better bring enough supplies for the rest of your life because there's nothing to eat there. And I give you this warning. If you find your way back to Earth somehow, I will take your hypersonic dual-purpose flying submarine and grind it to powder, make giant smoothies with it, and make you drink your submarine. Then he took them to Enceladus near Saturn and dropped them into its underground seas. He saw to it that they had enough food and air to live out their lives on that lonely moon of Saturn. Then Bigfoot took Grandma and me back to the top of the Blarney Castle, and there I got to kiss the Blarney Stone and claim the gift of eloquence. After that, both Grandma and I had what the Irish call the gift of gab, and we were able to easily talk with all of our friends on the cruise. We got back to the bus just in time. We had the time of our lives on that cruise and returned on Sunday, August 6th to our home in Orem, Utah with many fun memories and with the gift of eloquence. Well, that's all for tonight. I hope you will remember that our Heavenly Parents have given each one of us individual gifts. I can promise you that when you use your gifts to bless yourself, your family, and others, you will feel happy. Or as I say, you will claim joy. And Grandma and I look forward to using the gift of eloquence as we visit with you in future stories. Well, that's the end of our story for tonight. Sweet dreams, chocolate creams. Hey, what the heck? Why do I say chocolate creams? I don't know. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I love you. We hope you enjoyed tonight's bedtime story. We hope you felt our love for you. And we hope you will have sweet dreams tonight. We love you so much.